Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. I think we're in our 23rd year here on Voice America, and certainly very proud to be here. Um, Today we're talking about an important topic that I think is not talked about enough, and it's problematic, and we're looking at what we can do about it. So we're talking about workplace bullying, which is called the undiscussable business topic, despite affecting 80 million Americans a year. That's a half of the U.S. workforce. This behavior costs employers in terms of lost productivity and lost talent, but many companies don't recognize the markers that indicate this unhealthy workplace culture really exists. In our quiet quitting and great resignation times, it's clearly critical for employees and businesses to shine a light on workplace bullying. And my guest is Megan Megan Carl. Megan worked at Nike for over 30 years, rising up the ranks to eventually become head of North American basketball. But she left shortly after attaining her dream and her dream job due to a toxic workplace culture that allowed and left unpunished workplace bullying. In her new book, Walk Away to Win, a playbook to combat workplace bullying, Megan Carl tells her own story and those of other real men and women she interviewed for the book. But more importantly, Megan pulls back the curtain to offer a clear description of what workplace bullying is, what it might look like, what targets can and should do to try to combat their bullies, and how colleagues and mentors can help when they see someone at work being treated in this terrible fashion. Welcome, Megan Carl. Thank you, Patricia. Thanks for having me. Yeah, really, really great. Just want to share a couple more things about you, Megan. Megan spent 30 years rising steadily through the ranks at Nike, Nike, and she finished her career as vice president, general manager of basketball for North America, where she drove business featuring superstars like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant. She was elevated multiple times to roles that no woman, no woman had ever had including stints leading international teams in London and Amsterdam. She has founded Carl Consulting, LLC, where she gives workshops on handling workplace bullying and creating an inclusive culture of connection and trust. And you can log on to MeganCarl.com, M-E-G-A-N-C-A-R-L-E.com. Again, welcome, Megan. Thank you. Thanks so much. All right. So what's prompted you to write this book? I started writing the book immediately after I left this, you know, 30 year career. And thank you for sharing all those wonderful, fun things I got to do. And it really, you know, always amounted to um, the people with whom I worked. And it's one of the, it's one of the number one reasons why people stay in, um, unhealthy situations is because it's the, the work is, the work is interesting. The people are, are wonderful to be around. And I started writing to really put language to what had happened to me. 
I didn't understand it uh, when it was happening. And I think just getting away from it and starting to write down um, and write about. And I literally, the first scene I wrote, um, not necessarily knowing what I was going to do with it, but the first scene was um, sort of my rock bottom. And I share, I share it in the book, which is about um, a time when I was uh, checking into a hotel room late, late at night, um, prepping for a big meeting the next day, not a unique situation for me or anybody who sort of works at that level. And there was a, an employee down the hall who sort of gave me a head nod and it's after midnight. And I'm kind of fumbling to get into my hotel room and I am in such, my nervous system is in such a free fall by this point based upon, you know, what I'm experiencing at work that I convince myself that that hotel employee is going to break into my room that night mm. and is going to hurt me and probably kill me. And so I, I wrote that out. I, I, and there was something, you know, I have a, I have a decent survival instinct. So there was something in me that knew you need to, you, you need to get this out of you. And so I wrote that scene, I put it away for a year. And then I was at, um, a, an event and a woman approached me and introduced herself and asked me what I do for a living. And then I asked her and she said, um, I'm a writing coach. And I oh, said, well, I'm, I was supposed to meet you. And that sort of led to me, you know, diving into this first time author mm. lane that uh, has been really, really interesting. What, when did you realize at first that you were experiencing workplace bullying? I, ex I um, did not connect what was happening to me at work and this demeaning and diminishing and disrespectful um, experience that I was having, I did not put that together with both the physical and psychological and emotional um, experiences that I was having. I, I didn't make that connection. And so the first time I put those things together and was able to understand that this hostility that was coming at me each day um, was affecting me was when I went to my annual physical. I, you know, I, I, I say, I think by the grace of God, I had a physical and mm -hmm. I had a doctor who asked the right questions at mm -hmm. the right time. And I was in a safe enough place to be able to respond to her. And she is the one that made that connection for me to say, mm -hmm look, when you experience this over time, you know, mm -hmm. these are the kinds of um, physical yeah. and psychological repercussions. And she gave me this incredible gift, which was these words, um, you need to make a change. Yeah. And I think this is a very important point you're making, because so much of our stress can result in these physical problems. I mean, a lot of our diseases really are caused by the stress that we're under. And as you said, you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And then eventually the adrenaline turns to cortisol and it just attacks your body. That's and right. it's, it's really difficult. Talk a little bit, if you're okay with it, um, examples of workplace bullying. Was it like sexual harassment? Um, was it like discrimination? Yeah, you know, for me, I had to really simplify it to start to understand it. And again, to put language to it, I... I 
sort of intuitively know, knew probably because I was uh, raised by a really communicative mother and stepfather and father and uh, family that if I could put language to what I had experienced, I was going to then start to heal. So I simplified it. And what I realized is bullying was either happening in public or private, and it was either overt or covert. And so when I started to put descriptors against each of those quadrants, so a public overt bully, I call an in-your-face bully. That's somebody, they want witnesses. They want everybody to know they're large and in charge, and they are going to demean you um, at any cost. And they really um, uh, know that nobody is going to stand up to them. Um, and uh, why is that? Why is that? That's the real question. Why doesn't anybody stand up? Megan? Because no one else wants that shift in in power, which is coming through in such a negative, harmful way. No mm-hmm. one wants that shifted to them. I had been in mm-hmm. many meetings with high level vice presidents and no one ever stepped in to say, that is really not the kind of behavior that we tolerate here. So that's that public overt. Nobody wants that to come at them. Oh my God, thank God Megan Carl's here. Is she really taking it today? Yeah. What about reporting it? Um, can't it, Aren't there company rules or corporate policy that this isn't allowed and that then you can report it? Or were you it's- afraid of repercussions? It's one of the first things I would suggest that people look into is, is what are the what are the rules and regulations in your workplace? Make sure that you know that. And um, I did report. Um, and what happens so often is that's why we put you in that position. Do your job. Um, you're fine. Uh, that person is irrelevant to your own success. Mm. Move on. So. Mm. Um, So public uh, covert is kind of that rat face, which maybe only you and the bully know that the bully is doing something to get Mm -hmm. you off your game in a public setting. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, you go to that private side, private covert um, in public. Oh, my gosh. You know, Patricia, if we could make every employee like Patricia, we would. She is that good. And then in private, diminishing Patricia, Mm. when I want Mm. your opinion, I'll give it to you, Patricia. And then there's that private covert, which is the two fate or which is the passive aggressive, which is just, gosh, if I had known that you didn't get invited to this meeting, that is very much your meeting, I would have Mm. let you know. And then the final is uh, the gaslighter, whose Mm -hmm. sole purpose is to make targets feel like they're losing their mind. Hmm. So go over those four one more time, like in just in a a quick recap. Private, uh, sorry, public overt, in your face bully. Yeah. I want witnesses. Public covert, just going to mess with you. Maybe I'm going to, while you're presenting, maybe I'm going to sit here and I'm going to click my pen over and over and over and see if I can just get you off your game. Private um, overt is a two-face right? So I, I sing your praises in public and in private, a very different story. Uh, private covert is that um, about face. So that passive aggressive. And then the fifth type, which Miriam was Miriam Webster's word of the year for 2022, gaslighter. I want to mm-hmm. make you feel like you're losing your mind. Mm-hmm. How would you say this is different from other forms of intimidation? 
you know, from se sexual harassment, healthy tension, discrimination. Well, sexual harassment, of course, is illegal. So when you report that and you bring that physical or sexual nature into it, um, HR, uh, employee relations, internal legal, the legal function is obligated to respond to that. Workplace bullying is not illegal. It is defined as a pattern of repeated health harming mistreatment. And that is a difficult thing, not only to talk about, but to prove. And it's why it's so important that first step for those experiencing it, it's so important to document exactly what is happening. Mm. On uh, August 7th, uh, I was in a meeting, right. we were discussing this, and this is what happened. And here are the other people who were in that room witnessing that. All right, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I have many more questions, you know, and, and one of them is about being able to find a way to stand up. That would be one. Uh, another one is for uh, who are the targets, basically, and what can companies do to help their employees? And also, are the times changing? So we'll talk about all that when we come back with Megan Carl, and her brand new book is Walk Away to Win, a playbook to combat workplace bullying. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host, keynote speaker, and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now, she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee it will be the best hour of your week. Get Unchained. Tune in every Wednesday for Unchained TV on the Voice America Variety Channel. Featuring nationally recognized, best-selling author, TV journalist, and the founder of the Unchained TV free streaming network, Jane Velez Mitchell. This program takes you inside a trending lifestyle that's the next wave of human evolution. It all starts on your plate. If you want to revolutionize your life, get happier, more energized, then discover the secret. Tune in to Unchained TV, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.
You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hi, everyone, and we are back. My guest is Megan Carl, who worked at Nike for over 30 years, rising up the ranks to eventually become head of North American basketball. She left shortly after attaining her dream job due to a toxic workplace culture that allowed and left unpunished workplace bullying. And that prompted her to write the new book, Walk Away to Win, a playbook to combat workplace bullying, and that is published by McGraw-Hill. And a little bit more about, about Megan. Um, she worked with superstars such as Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, Kevin Durant. And she was elevated multiple times to roles that no woman had ever had. And then went internationally to do stints in London and Amsterdam. And now she has Carl Consulting, LLC. And she talks about, gives workshops and coaching on workplace bullying. And you can go to MeganCarl.com. So welcome back, Megan. Thank you. All right. So here's my question. Um, I do some teaching, corporate teaching on workplace bullying. And what I've been noticing is that the younger generation, the um, Gen Xers or whatever they're calling the newest generation, are not tolerating the same kind of bullying or disrespect that I think older generations have and maybe still do. And they're not afraid to say, I'm not going to work here. So what's your comment about that? I think it's terrific. And it's really the only way that this trajectory, you know, when you're talking about 80 million people who are affected by workplace bullying, it's one in two workers. Um, I, I hope I hope people enjoy my book and can and can get some strategies. But really, the only way that you start to reverse that trend is for uh, people not to tolerate it at all in the workplace and double click on that. It's for leaders to see that and understand that um, th- they need to make a change. Um, so I think the the generations that are coming up behind me certainly are understanding that if my values don't align to this place that I am mm-hmm. spending all my time at called mm-hmm. work, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to find, I'm going to find something different to do. And that's really what it comes down to. You know, when you make that decision, it's about values aligning. Well, and here's another thought that I have for people that are listening that are still in that situation. You know, if you've risen to the top as you did and you're still experiencing that, you know what your skills are. You have the confidence. You know that you can find something else, whether it's another position with another large company or whether it's going out on your own, which you did. But I think that should help people have the strength and confidence to move on unless they have some trauma that they're reliving and they just can't seem to get out of that negative pattern. What do you think? Well, I think it's really difficult to leave a workplace, uh, no matter what level, but especially if you are, you might be the sole breadwinner for your family. Um, there might be all kinds of reasons that you absolutely have to work. Um, I was in a fortunate position where I had worked so long, I was not the only one working in our household. And I was in a position where I could take a look at this and and frankly, say, you know what, my health is more important than anything, as I would hope everybody can say, 
but everybody's situation is so different. So Mm. um, I hope that I address that in the book by talking about, you know, how you get yourself ready to walk away, how we look at walking away differently, that it really, you know, to stay in a situation that is uh, one of workplace bullying is to acquiesce to a system that's not built to support us. Mm -hmm. And the win is actually in walking away. So looking Mm -hmm. at yourself as the winner that you are in making that decision. And oftentimes, because you have another job lined up, or you have enough networking that you know, I can take that jump. Um, it is, it's very difficult. I, you know, it, I had a really hard time doing this. I was raised in a winning household. My stepdad was a basketball coach, a winning basketball coach. So to quit equated to I'm a quitter, I'm a loser, I'm a failure. Mm-hmm. And so trying to just even mentally get my head right that, you know, what staying is being, it is losing staying is failing, you're failing, failing yourself mm-hmm. and failing your family. Right. So you really have to change your mindset around it, your whole head set around it. That's right. Switch. So what are the steps in beginning to walk away, Megan? Well, it, you know, it's so interesting. I, I went on a book tour, had a lot of stops. My brother, Neil Everett, who's from ESPN was with me and we had so much fun. Mm-hmm. And that is the one, that's the, the question. It came up at every stop. What do I do? if I feel like I am experiencing workplace bullying, one is recognize it. What kind of bullying are you experiencing? Use the book, use conversations, whatever it might mean. What type of bullying are you experiencing? Maybe you're experiencing all types. Document it, write it out, detail it, um, share it, enlist your allies. Um, in those public settings, when you are the target of workplace bullying, there's a whole bunch of people in that room. There's witnesses. Find those that are your allies. Mm-hmm. Hey, I noticed that today uh, w- with what I experienced, which I found very uncomfortable, I noticed that you looked a bit uncomfortable. Is that correct? You know what? I was, uncom- I was uncomfortable watching that and I've documented it. I'm not sure what to do with it. Do you want to do something with it with me? Or Mm -hmm. is there something I can do with Mm -hmm. this information on Mm -hmm. your behalf? Um, Or you might approach somebody and they say, I didn't see anything wrong with how you were treated in today's meeting. Then you know that is not your ally. So recognize what's happening, document it, enlist your allies, go to HR. Even if you already think HR is not going to help me, you have to enlist them. It is the function that is there to help you. If you have a chief cultural officer and a, and a cultural function, you can get them on board. Use language that they are required to respond to. You know, I'm experiencing something that I would liken to harassment. Isn't that something that you need to make a record of and do something about? Um, so those are the things I would suggest. Mm-hmm. Also, too... What about talking to the company about putting this into their corporate policy? Absolutely. First step, read the, read the handbook. Uh, find, see what the language is around workplace bullying. If there isn't any, absolutely elevate that to HR. Elevate that to your chief HR officer. Okay. 
And I guess the next question, and I, there's really not one answer to this, but when do you know, Megan, that enough is enough? When do you know that you need to leave? Now, for a lot of people, they wait until the last straw broke the camel's back. And like you said, you went to the doctor and the doctor said, hey, you're headed for trouble physically. And that woke you up. But what are those, what can we do to help people kind of pick up the warning signs so they can leave before it gets to that point? Yeah, I think there's the warning signs are so obvious when you're outside of it. Yeah. And so difficult to spot when you're in it. But if you absolutely dread going to work, if you're physically ill mm. before going to work, mm. if Sunday is a sleepless night always because you know Monday is a work day, um, if there are people exiting your particular area because of a bully, you can see that happening. Perhaps you should be one of those. But what are the what are the things that are occurring in your life? I mean, for the book, um, I interviewed 50, 50 people, and most of them described some sort of, of um, physical or psychological experience that they were having. I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I got sick every day. Um, I had no bandwidth for my family. I lashed out. I wanted to be by myself. I want to pull the covers up over my head. All of these are signs that something is, is terribly wrong, that your nervous system is shutting down. Your brain does not even know how to go through a normal stress cycle anymore because all you have coming at you is stress. And one of the studies I found really interesting by the Workplace Bullying Institute is that those of us who have been or who have, who have experienced workplace bullying or are experiencing it, we spend over half our day worrying about being bullied Mm. versus doing our job. Mm. So your work output is, is not where it should be. Your work product is not where it should be. Um, you're paranoid. You're not sure anybody can see yeah. you. Yeah. Literally. It, it, it's very damaging. I mean, it's as damage. Really, when you're talking, it's just as damaging, really, as having a physical issue. That's you right. Know, you break your leg because you have to rehabilitate and it does harm you. You can't walk as well, you know, if you break your leg or your arm. Right. So so I, I think that's important. But I also think I'm hoping that one of the awarenesses is, is to CEOs of companies and leaders of companies to say, look at what it's costing us and that's look right. at who we're losing. We're losing them while they're here on the job. That's Plus, right. they're going to leave and we're losing them and we're losing some of our top talent. That's right. There's research that's uh, well covered in this area in terms of just the billions and billions of dollars that companies lose in terms of retention, sick days, um, you know, rehiring, retraining. Um, and it's, you know, the, it, it doesn't make, it doesn't make uh, profit sense, you know, to let bullies it, it, it's not worth it to let that one individual stay who is affecting multiple, multiple people. Absolutely. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, uh, we'll talk to Megan about how do you reenter? How do you find something different? How do you know that you're finding the right thing and that you're not getting into the same pattern again? Do you network? Do you go on a job search? I mean, do you go into your own business? So when we, when we come back, we'll talk to author Megan Carl, 
And her brand new book is Walk Away to Win. And the subtitle is A Playbook to Combat Workplace Bullying. And again, she spent 30 years rising steadily through the ranks at Nike, finishing her career as vice president and general manager of basketball for North America. And she worked with major superstars. And now she has her own consulting business where she helps people understand and prevent workplace bullying. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice. And we'll be right back. Voice America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. The boroughs are New York City. The burbs are everywhere else. Real estate is the ultimate game of risk and reward. It's the biggest investment most people ever make. Fortunes are made over a lifetime and lost in a day. And we're not playing with Monopoly money. How do you stay ahead? Who's buying? Who's selling? And why? What do they know? We want the truth. You need an edge. Burrows and Burbs is your secret weapon to giving you the insider knowledge and strategies you need to succeed in the high-stakes world of real estate. From Palm Beach to Palm Springs, Manhattan to Malibu, we press the experts to expose the pain, find the deals, and occasionally predict the future. That's Burrows and Burbs, 3 o'clock Eastern, noon Pacific, because everyone can make money in real estate. It is time to change the negative narrative of divorce. Families are hungry for a different option. Listen to The Good Divorce Show with Karen McNinney. You will discover how to function as one family living in two homes. There are high-functioning, stable, and happy divorce families living in your neighborhood. What's their secret sauce? What did their journey look like? Do they have regrets or recommendations? Let's find out. It's never too late to have a good divorce. The Good Divorce Show, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. All who live face a time of passing. Is death the end, or will souls enter an afterlife? Have you ever wondered about historical figures and what they would say if they were alive today? Psychics and authors Barry and Connie Strom will use their gift of spirit communication to answer questions and channel spirits concerning the hereafter. Tune in to Spirit Speak, exploring the afterlife with Barry and Connie Strom at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back and i'm talking to megan carl whose brand new book is Walk Away to Win, a playbook to combat workplace bullying. And she spent 30 years rising steadily through the ranks of Nike, finishing her career as vice president and general manager of basketball of America. I mean, a basketball um, in, in America. So what we're talking about um, is what bullying is, what it does to people and what, 
Megan does in the book is she offers validation and comfort to those who have been bullied, who often feel it's their fault, or who feel that they brought it on themselves, and nothing can be further from the truth. Welcome back, Megan. Thank you. You know, it sounds almost like someone who's been attacked or raped, where they think it's their fault. There's uh, seems to be a similarity in that. So what are the steps to getting back on your feet after you've made the break? You know, I think the first step is to talk about it. Um, it's to, you know, one of the things we do is, as you just alluded to, is we think we've allowed this to happen to us. And so we tend to be very quiet about it. We're, we have a lot of shame that um, somehow we were uh, targeted by a workplace bully, um, just as a, you, don't, you didn't allow a tsunami to come and rip down your house you didn't allow yourself to be bullied. A bully found you, targeted you, and decided you're the one. I am going to bully, and there's going to be multiple people that the bully mm. will find. So you didn't allow it. Um, so understand that. And I think if you can start to understand that this is not something that I allowed, it's not something that is happening to you only. It's mm-hmm. happening to a lot, a lot, a lot of people. So know that. And then also understand you get to define your own win. What does winning look like for you? If it continues to be uh, to be mistreated, that's a whole set of conversations that I would suggest you have with your own counselor, your advisor, your own family of why you think that's okay. If you decide that your win is in walking away, then there's some steps that you're going to want to take. You're going to want to make sure that your LinkedIn has been updated. You're going to want to make sure your resume has been updated. You're going to want to understand your um, benefits from your company so that you uh, leave at the end of the month so you get healthcare for as long as possible. All of those kinds of things are going to need to be taken into account if you should decide that you're going to walk away. We, we all know it is easier to walk away from a job if you have secured another job. So how best to position yourself. But the three things that I really hope that listeners and those who pick up the book understand, you're not, you, you didn't ask for this. There's not something that you're doing that is allowing it. You're not alone and you can define your own win. Mm, really important. Let me read let me read a testimonial to the group, and there are many. This is from Phil Cook, who is the Chief Marketing Officer for the Women's National Basketball Association. He says, Megan Carl is one of the greatest managers and coworkers with whom you could have the great fortune to intersect. While she was publicly mistreated at the at the brand she devoted her life to, Walk Away to Win is the perfect illustration of Megan's style taking the tough steps to better the rest of us. Anybody who wants to learn how to be a better leader starting today needs to read this book. Beautifully said. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very generous of him. And I always enjoyed working with him. And now we see what he's doing at the, at the WNBA. Yeah. Which is amazing. So there were four things you had mentioned about the way your book is structured. Explain that in terms of kind of organizing Uh, how you handle this? Well, I think first and foremost, we have to recognize it. So that's, you know, talking about those four quadrants plus gaslighting. So the five types of bullying, I have to to be able to recognize what is happening to me and I have to put language against it. 
have to understand the cultural context in which it's happening. Why is this flourishing? Why is, why is workplace bullying affecting 80 million workers in the United States? What, are the, what is the cultural context in which it absolutely thrives? Um, so that's understand, recognize, understand, um, and then um, uh, intersect in terms of what your decisions are going to, to be. Um, how am I going to identify my own response options? So recognize, understand, identify my response options. I'm either going to resist a bully, I'm going to ignore a bully, I'm going to comply to a bully, or I'm going to enlist my allies. Pick your move. And then finally, navigate. How am I going to navigate the current situation? And potentially, how am I going to navigate an exit? So recognize, understand, identify, and navigate spells ruin, of course. And the idea is check these boxes, use these steps so that workplace bullying doesn't ruin you. Mm. Speaking of that, one of the things you had mentioned during the break is that there are people that may not have been directly affected by bullying, but they watch someone else be bullied and it really stayed with them years later. Yeah, the, the people that I interviewed for the book, <clears throat> some 50 um, were so brave and courageous to come forward and share their stories. And one of them really stands out. And I share uh, the story in the book about somebody who witnessed workplace bullying. And um, when she recounted what she was seeing happen to a coworker, this is 20 plus years later, she, she was sobbing because she herself felt so uh, ill-equipped to support that person. And as she shared, I needed that, per I needed the bully. I needed the bully to sort of stay out of my business. And I knew if I made a move to protect this person being bullied, chances are I was then going to become the target of her, the bully's wrath, which in this mm -hmm. example was a female. Mm -hmm. It turns out that she had her, she got herself so worked up with all of this um, at the time in the workplace that she started to be sick before work each day. She could not sleep. Um, she thought about how can I, how can I make this stop? What to, to the extent of, um, should, can I run my car into a median? Um, you mm. know, how can I, how can I harm myself? So I no longer have to feel this. And lo and behold, her, the situation that she was so fearful about was the bully turning on her. And that's exactly what happened. And she finally then had to leave and immediately jumped into an outpatient um, health, uh, mental health care situation to get her sort of back uh, in line and uh, mm -hmm. thriving again. But it took a tremendous toll on her. There were so many people that I interviewed that um, this subject is so hard to talk about years and years later. Um, and, you know, it's why I start the book with something called Let Me Pray, P-R-E-Y. It's a bully's manifesto. And what it, what it describes is who these bullies are 
and why they like what they're doing. And I, I start the book that way because so many people I interviewed still 20, 30 years later, um, somewhere in the interview would say, but is that workplace bullying? So because we still just don't understand it, it it's, it, you know, it's sort of like this at the, at the cellular level, we're still just like confused by it. So I wanted to create this picture of it's all of those things you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's a repeated pattern of health harming mistreatment. So if that that you're describing falls into that definition, yes, that's workplace bullying. And as you said, sometimes it's subtle because the deliverer does it in almost a joke or a sniping way. Correct. It's so often subtle. And that is the hardest, you know, having somebody, I was on the phone with a particular bully and he was screaming at me on the phone and I was in a closed office. And after the phone call, I walked out of the office, somebody in an office across the hallway, not even a shared wall said, oh my God, was that? And named this person. And I said, yes. And she said, that is awful. And I said, that is the least of my problems with this person. That I can see. I can hear that. I can hear that you're yelling at me and that you're coming at me. I can see that. It's that subtle, that covert, that gaslighting that Mm -hmm. you feel like, what is happening? And it's so hard to describe that. And that's why it's so important to describe it in detail. Mm -hmm. And to get help. And as you said, I think one of the most important things you said were the warning signs. Now, are you not sleeping? Are you not eating? You know, are you dreading work? Those are the things you really want to look at. All right. We have one more segment. Before we take a break, how can people find your book and learn about you or maybe have you come to their place of work and do a webinar or workshop? Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, Megan Carl is my uh, website. So you can find me on Megan Carl. I'm very uh, easy to get a hold of through there. I'm also on Instagram at Megan M. Carl. My book is called Walk Away to Win. You can find me on LinkedIn as well at Megan Carl. Um, So reach out. I'd love to love to connect. Thank you. And in the next segment, we'll talk more about what can the workplace look like? You know, what are, we're talking about what it has looked like and what bullying is, but what can we move toward that is positive? And my guest today is Megan Carl. Her book is Walk Away to Win, a playbook to combat workplace bullying. Stay tuned, folks. We'll be right back. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. As humans, we suffer when we believe we are not good enough. We are taught we must be better, look better, try harder, and achieve more. We cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness. We don't have to live this way. You don't have to live this way. Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus 
Freedom for Humans with Kirsten Johansson. Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Bright Horizons College Coach, a team of former admissions and financial aid officers, the show takes a deep dive on subjects such as choosing the best essay topic, negotiating merit aid, and navigating the common app. Listeners will learn what really goes into college acceptance decisions from the experts who used to make them. New episodes drop Thursdays on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back we are talking about workplace bullying and we are talking to Megan Carl, whose new book is Walk Away to Win, a playbook to combat workplace bullying. Megan Carl worked for Nike for over 30 years, rising up the ranks to eventually become the head of North American basketball. But she left shortly after attaining her dream job due to a toxic workplace culture that, that allowed and left unpunished workplace bullying. Megan rose to be vice president general manager of basketball of North for North America at Nike, where she drove businesses featuring superstars like Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and Kevin Durant. She was elevated multiple times to roles that no woman ever had, including stints leading international teams in London and Amsterdam. Megan founded Carl Consulting. LLC, where she gives workplace and workshops on handling workplace bullying and creating an inclusive culture of connection and trust. And you can learn more at MeganCarl.com, M-E-G-A-N, Carl, C-A-R-L-E.com. Welcome back, Megan. Thank you. All right. So let's look at what can we do what should leaders know what can we do moving forward to prevent and eventually eradicate this problem yeah it feels so overwhelming sometimes doesn't it with those kinds of numbers that we've talked about with 80 million u.s workers being affected by workplace bullying but the markers that um are are recommended um are things like what is the vision of your company um if the answer is a um, internally focused um, revenue target, for example, versus an externally serving 
um, you want to press pause as a as a team and as an as an organization. Um, really being clear on what your vision, what your purpose is, and as we know, profit is not purpose, and it's also not inspiring, and it's not motivating. So that is a that's number one, and it's a big question to tackle. How are problems solved in your organization? Is it top-down autocratic rule, or is there a collaborative environment in which uh, leaders are inviting ideas and uh, discussion, and we throw up, we throw on the wall any kind of idea or response, and we see, and we work together to find the best one. How are employees um, valued? Is it a well, maybe once a year I get a performance review, or do we celebrate uh, work as it's happening? Do we um, do we let employees know you are valued here at this company for these reasons? You bring this, and it's not just the core competencies that you're bringing of influencing skills or driving results or whatever they may be. It's that you know what you are transparent, you're kind, uh, you showed great vulnerability in that meeting. And that helped us get to a bigger innovation because you did that. Um, so how are employees valued? How and then, and then really, how are they rewarded? Are they rewarded only tied to EBITDA or results or margins? Or are they rewarded for how they're driving uh, a team in a particular way to get to um, some of those success markers. So those are some of the things that I invite leaders of organizations, companies, brands, associations, teams to start to talk about, to really get at um, the assessment and evaluation of their own workplace culture. Do you think sometimes that the money part and the profit gets in the way? I think it almost mm -hmm. always gets in the way. And I think that is one of the hardest things mm -hmm. is that, well, if company X, we're, we're doing well. Mm -hmm. In fact, we, we're overachieving. Um, we set this goal and we actually went beyond that goal. Yeah, but nobody likes working in, in your company. Well, guess what? Our, our board's happy. Our shareholders are happy. So that is the issue is, well, guess what? You, will, you will get even better results with your employees. Your number one uh, focus, your num number one focus should be the health and happiness of your employee force. Mm. Since you have left, um, whenever that was, has there been a change in the corporate culture? That is a really hard question for me to answer because I'm no longer at the company, but I've had enough. I've actually done some uh, consulting for Nike. I've done, uh, I've had uh, various people reach out. I've done um, some executive coaching. And then most recently with the launch of the book, um, probably the most positive thing that I've received is many executives who are still working at Nike have reached out and said, I bought your book. I loved it. Um, thank you. And I'm buying, I'm buying enough books for my uh, department. 
uh, because I think it's that important. That to me is, that's the whole point of the book. I want to ignite a conversation around this. This is not an anti-Nike book. It's not an anti-any company book. It's an anti-workplace bullying book. And the Mm -hmm. first step in, as we know about anything, is recognize you have a problem. And you're not alone in that problem. It's not an endemic issue to one company. It's an epidemic. And so recognizing that and being open to having discussions around that, that is actually what is going, what, what you'll start to be known for. Thank you so much. It's been really an honor and pleasure to have you, Megan. Again, how can people find you? Thank you, Patricia. Thanks so much for having me. Um, Megan M. Carl uh, is my website, uh, Megan Carl on, on Instagram, Megan M. Carl on Instagram, uh, LinkedIn. I'm on there a lot at Megan Carl. Um, Walk Away to Win, of course, you can find on at, at your indie bookstore as well as Amazon. Uh, I hope that um, people will pick it up and, and keep this conversation going around not only workplace bullying, but more importantly, about organizational health workplace culture. Thank you. Can they write to you on your website? Yes. Okay, wonderful. Thank you so much for being on the program. Stay on the line for a minute. Thank you. My guest today has been Megan Carl, and she is the author of Walk Away to Win, a playbook to combat workplace bullying. Again, her website is megancarl.com, M-E-G-A-N-C-A-R-L-E.com. All right, folks, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, If you're interested in learning about more wonderful guests I have on each month, please write to me, Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com and sign up for my newsletter. Also, if you would like to get your positive message out to the masses, think about doing a podcast. And I've interviewed over 5,000 guest experts in my career, and I can help you put that podcast together. All right. And again, um, remember, everyone, uh, you can find me on Facebook, Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of The Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.